This is Self Startup. Hello, friends. Welcome to Self Starter, a podcast that highlights the small business owners, the self employed, and freelancers who've taken the plunge to create their own desirable lifestyle. My name is Andy Dowling. I'm also the host of the Andy Social Podcast. I play bass in the Australian metal band Lord, and I'm a dispute resolution specialist. So yes, lots and lots of things, and I can't keep still. You can search for me and follow me on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter by searching at Andy Dowling, or you can go to selfstarter.com.au where you can find links and resources, not only for this podcast, but anything and everything to do with self-employment. So make sure you go over there. Now, this episode is with Corinne of Les Cargo E Photography and Graphic Design. I'm going to butcher that. I knew it. I knew it. <laughs> so Corinne's been up and running for the past five years based out of Milton. She's got a great story. She grew up in Milton, went away, did a whole bunch of different things, and then found her way back to Milton where she now provides a multi-service business to not only consumers and customers in the local area, but to other businesses. So it's like a B2B thing as well as her providing um, services to individuals as well. We spent a bit of time covering, I guess, the timeline of events, some of her history. Um, her parents were self-employed, so she got a lot of that fundamental uh, sort of approach from them, but um, really having an urge to do things that are fulfilling for herself and working for herself on her own terms. So lots of great things in this. But I'll leave it at that. Please enjoy this episode with Corinne of Les Cargo, Eve Photography and Graphic Design. Got there. Uh, my name's Corinne Neat. I run Les Gargoy Photography and Graphic Design. Um, a lot of it's portrait-based photography uh, for small business, council, families, weddings, um, anything really. Uh, but then I also do a fair bit of graphic design and I help out small businesses a lot um, and council and uh, basically anyone who needs um, a bit of Golf Friday help. So I'll help them with their websites or um, any design projects that they have to do, social media, um, uh, marketing, anything that they wow. might want to palm off. Multi-skilled. You kind of have to do that in yeah. a small town. You need to um, diversify a little bit and offer as much of your skill base as you can. Well, wow. And so yeah. in this current facet of what you've created, how long has that been up and running? Girl Friday side of it has been up and running since March. Yep. Um, I um, have tried a few things over the last five years of running Les Gargoy Photography and Graphic Design. Um, I had a, a great home-based studio at Greenhouse Gallery for four years um, and then I went into a shop space for 12 months mm -hmm. um, and then moved out of both of those and took it to home base. And um, so that led me into offering more services and offering the Girl Friday sort of stuff. So from what you mentioned earlier before we started recording, you've got a long history of just being self-employed. Just your your parents were both business owners, so this is... Oh, might not be the right word, but is it natural for you to to have to be self-employed? Oh, it, it has been for the last five years. Yeah. Uh, before that, um, from from school, from uni, I I went into I was I was always employed by someone else. Yeah. Um, it's only been the last five years that I've been self-employed. So, okay. um, so I was a teacher. Um, I did a lot of work in hospitality, customer service, sales. 
um, uh, pharmacies, childcare, yeah. nannying, um, all sorts of things. Of really over over oh, say ten to fifteen years, and then um, uh, as I was working in high schools, I got into playing with my camera again. I did. I used to be really into art and photography in high school. Mm. Um, but um, sort of put it to the side and um, got into languages and teaching and um, and then yeah towards the end of my teaching um, picked up the camera and started working with the students with the camera a lot found out that I was way more interested in um, playing with the computer and the camera and um, and built the business over two years before I launched so not that there was, I would assume, no light bulb moment, so to speak, but did you sort of realise when you started to really show this renewed interest in, in photography and, and whatnot that there was, was that, I guess the question is, was that the driving force to become or to work towards that self-employed sort of foundation or was it more of a case that you just didn't want to work for anybody anymore you just no, wanted to... No, 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 no. Weirdly enough... Um, what it was is I was coming up to about 30 when I picked up my camera and I knew that um, teaching was one of those sort of stressful jobs that I wouldn't want to come home um, and look after my own children. Mm. Um, So if I did want to um, create a family in my 30s, the idea was that I'd want to be able to build a career that I could work from home and be home-based. So I went back to uni while I was still working full-time um, and studied graphic design and photography, bought myself an amazing camera, started t- doing more and more shoots. And within two years, my photography was picking up so much that um, I decided to move back home to my hometown and um, give it a go. So moving back to your hometown, which is Milton, mm-hmm. and for people that aren't aware or never been to Milton, it's a pretty small place. It's nestled between some larger larger towns, but it's a small place and it's in regional New South Wales. Was it more of a just for you a connection being that you grew up here, the reason for coming back, or were you just it was a personal preference of just living in a quieter place? Um, I th- I've lived in a lot of small towns yeah. um, I, since I've left um, the Milton Aldal area. Um, Milton Aldal actually seems fairly... Um, uh, there's, it's a fairly wide span, spans of towns. So, mm. um, if you're if you're only sort of catering to Milton Ulladulla, um and Molly Mook Narrawally, mm. it also um, that that seems like it would be a small pool of people. Mm. But I I'll stretch out um, quite a lot further south and quite a lot further north. Um, so there 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 is uh, a fair um, of like target audience of people that I can still. Um, attract and yeah. get enough business from yeah cool um it does uh, small coastal towns tend to close down a little bit in in winter so mm. we have our peaks and our, our lows mm. um so the lows are always a little bit daunting but if you've prepared f- through your peaks then those lows give you time to catch up and plan for bigger ideas and try new things that's it take advantage mm. of of that uh, those quieter yep. moments yep. yeah so i mean this this is a common thing that i'm seeing with a lot of people is that Stereotypically, and I've spent 12 odd years living in Sydney and before that uh, living in Brisbane. So I've, um, a lot of, I guess, recent years for me is living in built up areas in the city and whatnot. And there's been a lot of stigma and stereotype around that if you want opportunities and you want success, whether it be 
being employed or having, you know, your own business or whatnot is that you need to be in those vicinities. And if you're in a regional area, um, there's higher risk. Um, there's not as many opportunities and whatnot, but a lot of people I've been speaking to, um, yes, okay, you haven't got millions of people, but there's still a decent population. And in the end, everybody still needs the same sort of things. Mm -hmm. So, and for what you just said, there's, it's, it's a, it's a sparse, it's a wide area, but there's still a fair few people here that you can leverage off. You've also got less competition. So yeah. there, there are less people that are offering the services that you're offering. Mm. Um, plus the, the other thing with small towns is the community. So, um, you, you know, each other, you, you stop and have a chat in the street and, um, as, as you walk past somebody, they'll, they'll go, Oh, that's right. Hey, what are you doing? I need you to come and do this job for me. <laughs> um, so it's uh, and and networking here is um, second to none. You can't get that sort of um, uh, word of mouth in a city. Yep. Um, I hundred percent of my work comes through um, Facebook. Oh well, maybe ninety percent because I do get a little bit through the website. But ninety percent of my work comes through social media. So my yep. my networks um, and um, the recommendations that people will pop up. For me, when um, when somebody asks for somebody with my my services, um, so it's it's there. I don't. I actually don't know if I'd get as much work in a city as what I get here. Mm, big fish, small pond. Yes, maybe, maybe, <laughs> maybe one of the one of the larger fish. Maybe. Yeah. <laughs> yeah there's so a few of us still. Did you have that confidence? Uh, I mean, confidence might not be the right word, but did you have some confidence when you're moving back here and you had the plan to to get up and running that because you you grown up here and you had some of that foundation that you're going to be okay with finding clients and finding customers to, to fuel your business. That, that really helped knowing yeah. that I knew people here already and yeah. I was, um, uh, really well embraced when I came back. I was yeah. surprising, um, how many people I saw that were, were just lit up and just happy to see you. Mm. Um, so th that, that sort of boded well. Um, but, the, the main thing for me is I had a bit of a fail safe, safe behind me. I also had a teaching degree and mm. um, I when I did come back here, I went straight into the high school uh, where I went to high school yep. and um, asked for a bit of casual teaching. They, they gave me a six-month block in two seconds flat. I had to tell them, um, no, less teaching, less teaching, <laughs> less. I need to start. I want to focus on yeah. my business. Otherwise, I could have just been working full-time as a teacher. Yep. So, so that, that fail safe was there for me. Um, and, um, there came a point where I needed to, um, get rid of that fail safe, um, mm. because it was too easy to go back to it. So I let my my teaching registration slide. Right. And now when I'm, I'm feeling the pinch of a low season mm. or there's not enough work, it forces me to be more creative in my thinking and my marketing and, um, set up a shoot or advertise myself a bit more better mm. um or actually go out there and and look for um opportunities for myself oh, i like that i like that where you because it's just so easy just to fall back into that comfort of easy, knowing yeah. knowing yeah. that you know it, you know you could let this slide you mm. could just relax a bit and take the foot off the off the pedal a bit and, and fall back into something that you know and you're comfortable with but by letting that lapse and realizing that it's just not that easy anymore just to jump back into that world yeah um, as you said, it, it forces you to have to think outside the box, be creative and start yeah. pushing yourself more to 
making your business be, bigger and, and better. I've learned that I, I don't I don't need all those materialistic things and I don't need to spend the money that I was once spending. Um, the, the higher income that I was living off as, as a teacher um, or the regular income, um, I, I miss it sometimes, but mm. I remember how much of that I wasted on clothes <laughs> and shoes and things that I can really live without. Yeah. Um, so um, so th- th- I, there... I'm doing uh, uh, by choosing to run my own business and and do photography and graphic design. I'm uh, and not do teaching. I'm choosing to do something that um, uh, prioritizes my my life um, goals. So mm. I wanted to work from home. I wanted to have freedom and flexibility in what I do. Um, I I wanted to do something that makes people happy and mm. that I enjoy. Um, and, and I, I loved it. I loved photography and graphic design. So if I, if a hundred, nearly a hundred percent of my day is, um, photography and graphic design rather than, um, all the million and one other things that come in with teaching, <laughs> then I've prioritized that better. And I've, I've made the right choice to, to, um, sacrifice a little bit in order to do the things that I love. Absolutely. And, um, with, I guess, having the other safety net of, having the local community and, and, and I assume a, 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 a decent number of people here knowing who you are and that sort of helped you with your foundation. Um, you mentioned Facebook being a big driver of business. Mm-hmm. How have you been able to really sort of, I guess, ingrain yourself into the community by getting more community support? You know, you mentioned before and right at the start of being sort of multi-skilled and providing lots of different things for, for the local businesses. Um, what what sort of things do you do to try and make sure that you're at front of mind for for people when they need need this sort of work? I'm I'm a regular um, social media user. Yeah. Um. So and that also falls back to networking. Um. And um. That small town community. Um. Of supporting other people in the community. So if if I um if I'm asking for support for my business, then um then I want to give it out. At, um tenfold more mm. um so there uh, i made sure to at the very beginning is to to go through and find all the local businesses and support them um so i support them and they um in turn follow me um and they see my advertising so um so i i post regularly i post examples of my work regularly i post um offers and um whatever advertisements of um, events or um, uh, different things that I've got going on um, and and they get seen because I support other people, they support me. That advertisement um, gets out there a little bit further, they share it, I share their stuff. It's, it's a... Um, the the idea of community and networking is very old school, but mm. um, but it, it's very strong in our local social media as well. Mm. Um, so people are using that technology. Um, so it's a great way to reach them, especially when you're working from home. You're not actually seeing them physically as often as as you might be in a um, a, a, a open business where people can walk in. That's right. You know, and everyone's swept up in their own businesses, and yep. it's it's hard just to step out and like literally step out and walk walk up the road or travel to somebody and and have a chat to them if um, if everyone's connected online. You don't even need to have a conversation. You just you're just seeing what other people are doing, and, um, it, and it's a little, quite powerful. A little thumb or a little heart yeah. is um, <laughs> is is like a smile. It's a it's a it's a bit of encouragement, yeah. um, and 
it makes people feel good. It's a it's a nice thing that um, creates a warmth and appreciation for each other, and it, it it adds to the whole community vibe. Has this part of, I guess, this region, and and I know that Milton's connected to Ulladulla, and Ulladulla's quite bigger but I guess Milton being I've seen I've only sort of lived down this way for a couple of years but I see Milton as like that next Berry. so Berry's a bit different now they've got a bypass that goes through it but you still get a lot of traffic coming through Milton have you seen a difference in the area over the last couple of years of like is it changing is there is there a different different people coming through or different people staying people Mm. taking up or is it uh, I think probably Sydney is moving further south with yep. the population growth. That's that's a definite thing. Our um, real estate prices are going up, mm. um, and and we are getting a lot of new um, blood coming through with new businesses. Yep. Um, so Milton, um, it definitely is a, a very little berry, mm. um, and it has some amazing retail shops and cafes. Yep. Um, some have come and gone, um, mm. and the I think one of the main thing is uh, for the ones that are n- new and um, uh, new to town, it's gaining the support of the the yep. locals uh, because you you do have um, the the huge influx of tourists um, mm. in the peak season yep. over summer. Uh, starting from the October long weekend, we have the the weekends start to get a bit yeah. busier and busier and busier. Weeks are still a little bit on the quiet side, but from um, December through to February, you can expect that the town's going to be pretty packed mm. and business is going to be good no matter what. Um, but those businesses will only last if they um, they they get involved in the community and they become um, supported by the community because they they need they need that support um, through the the slow seasons as well. Yeah, absolutely. Mm. I mean, it's there's there are a lot of people here, but at the same time, it is it is it, relatively small as well. So you really need to make sure that you got everybody working together as best as possible. Yeah, yeah. And offering a, a service that supports other businesses or goes yeah. hand in hand with other businesses um, helps as well. So, um, so there there are lots of new businesses come and go. So it's um, it's interesting to see why I suppose some some last and some don't. Um, but yeah, it's about off, it's about knowing your um, your clientele base and mm. being able to offer something that. They're going to want year round. Did you see that when you were moving back here that you could see that there was a a hole or there was an opportunity where you know you could put, you could help businesses? I mean, obviously you're providing services for businesses and for individuals, but could you see that there was something lacking that you could you could fill that no, void? Not at all. That that grew um, to start with. Um, I I had a stint in the Blue Mountains where that's where I picked up my camera um, and. Um, then it was a real vintage vibe and um, I started out thinking that I was going to be solely a burlesque, vintage, um, glamour sort of photographer. Mm. Um, and I've done a lot of that. Um, so I've set up a studio space with the vintage look and I do all the, the polishing up and um, and uh, nips and tucks and all those yeah. sort of things <laughs> that glamour photography sort of calls for. Um, that was definitely a niche in the area. There wasn't anyone doing that at the time. Um, but that's not enough. You've got to expand out of that. So I've, there were there are plenty of photographers in town. Um, most of us have strengths in a certain area. Mm. Um, so we we have our our 
our strengths or our little niches, but we do we do pretty much everything as well. Um, I also had the graphic design degree behind me, so um, so that was helping me in my own marketing. Um, and then it was uh, not much of a stretch to do start offering graphic design, which mm. was mainly for good small businesses. Yep. So that linked me with them. Um, and then as the social media grew and I knew more, more and more about the social media side of it, looked into more, more and more into marketing, had a little background in sales, but not quite enough to advertise myself as, as that until the years went on and I developed those skills. Mm. It's, um, I mean, it's, it's the wonders of, of the internet and being able to have so many, I mean, obviously you, you go and study, but obviously having the connection with people and then being able to help them in a digital realm as well. I mean, it's just, there's so many opportunities there to, to really sort of help people elevate out of, well, I'm only advertising in the local paper, you know, on the radio, if I'll never get on the local, you know, TV network or anything like that. Mm. Now you can, you can get online, you can create a page and and away you go. I'd skip all of those traditional mediums and just go straight to online. Um, So, so when I'm helping a new business start up, I tend to make sure that they have a a website um, and a, um, uh, social media presence, which is mm. basically Instagram and Facebook, they're yep. they're the main ones yep. that I push for. Um, most of the most of the people that I help, and most people in small businesses, they have their skills in what their business is um, providing. Mm. Um, their 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 businesses aren't necessarily photography um, or graphic design yeah. based. So so the idea that they of of producing that and maintaining that can be quite overwhelming. Um, when it's not their skill base and they, they want to get on with their business. They mm. want to get on doing what they do best. Um, so so they, they outsource that, which is um, definitely a smart thing. If there's something that I can't do um, or that is going to take me twice as long as what somebody else can do um, or it's going to annoy me or make mm. me frustrated or um, just be one of those jobs that never get done because I, I don't really know how or I, I just don't want to because um, I want to do the fun stuff instead. Yeah. <laughs> Um, then, um, then I outsource it. So, um, so, so the businesses that come to me to get the, the help with graphic design, photography, um, social media, um, they, they outsource it, get back to doing what they do well. Um, and we get it done and set up quick and set up automated sort yeah. of situations for them to make it just that bit easier, easier less daunting. Them. That's yeah. a big thing for people to... I mean, they're not, they didn't have it in the first place, but it's almost to let go of an of a, of a aspect of their business to allow somebody else to really sort of take mm-hmm. it and, and make something of it. Um, everyone sort of, well, not everyone, but there's a lot of people that will just want to touch everything. And as a result, things don't get done because as mm-hmm. you said, there might be something that just mentally it's so hard to get past. You know, I just, I don't have the capacity to really think this through or look into it further or it's just not, fun whatsoever yeah. and as a result it just never happens. never happens you've got to trust the people that you're outsourcing to yeah. there's there's a huge element of trust in giving an aspect of your business to somebody else so mm. if you're giving um your overall look and feel of a business to a graphic designer's hands mm. um that's the first thing that people are going to see when they come across um your business so if you've if you don't trust your designer um, or your photographer to give you quality um, or to match the feel that you're trying to produce, yeah. um, then you're, you're probably not going to be happy with the result um, or it's not 
it's never going to sit right. Um, so the idea then is to um, really talk to your graphic designer or photographer, um, make sure that they understand the brief, um, get get that feel right, and if you don't like something, come back and change it mm. and have a, have a dialogue. So most of my clients are, are like I end up... Um, spending a fair bit of time with having coffee and, and getting to know and seeing what it is that they're doing and, and um, trying to match exactly their, their vibe. Mm. It's not about me. It's got nothing to do with my yeah. aesthetic. Um, it's their aesthetic and their feel and their, their idea of what their business is going to be. That's it. And so. building, building that trust with them so they know that you, you can get the job done. Yeah. yeah. Or yeah. if they don't like the first one, I'll do it again and I'll do it better. <laughs> <laughs> um, so a few years in and, and you've got lots of different facets and, and things that you provide. What, what are some of the current challenges that you have at the moment with just running everything that you, that you have? Uh, like currently, currently moving house. Yeah. Um, it does impact on um, my time and mm. my, my headspace to be offering new mm. things. Um, so I've, while I've been looking for a house and moving, um, I've been trying to find something that's going to work for me to do shoots as well. Yeah. Um, so, so finding a good venue, um, that might work as a, um, a, like for, with my, within my business is, um, is always a little bit tricky. I've gone, mm. gone through, what is it, two, three studio spaces in five years okay. so far. And now I, um, two extra home base, um, properties as well. Um, so, so it's the, the location tends mm. to be yeah, <laughs> the, the home base or the, the, where, where I, I set myself up and what, what backdrops I can use and how much of it is business and how much of it is home space and whether that's in the same venue or in a completely different one. And if it's in a, if I've, uh, separate the studio from the home, um, business from home, then it's a greater expense. Yeah. So being able to afford that over the lows as well as the, um, the peaks and just managing that. Um, sometimes there's um, a, a bunch of invoices that get paid in one hit and then sometimes I'm waiting months for an invoice to be paid. Yeah. Um, so it's not that uh, regular income that no. um, a, a salary job provides. You've got to be, so. you've got to be mentally flexible to be able to just deal with what is in front of you at that time mm. whatever that challenge is whether it's yep you're going through a, a peak and a, and a busy period and everything's going great and it's it's challenging you in a particular way and then there's other times where yeah you're waiting for waiting for that one invoice or you're just trying to make ends meet or at, as you said now moving home and trying to work out where you can set up Mm. and and where's the best spot and getting all my jobs done around um like the the business jobs done around the home jobs yeah um so it's a it's it's always a juggling act you you've um work with what you've got you've like for me i create lists mm. so um at the moment i probably have um on my list um about 12 projects that i'm working on um and uh each of those projects um there's a bit of back and forth between the clients on them too. So I'll do a little bit, send it off to the client, have to wait for the back, come for them to come back to me mm. to do the next little bit. So, um, so that, that each of those jobs, I'd, I never know when they're going to actually be complete until they're complete. Yep. Um, and I don't know what jobs are going to come in. Um, so I'll take jobs, um, on, at, 
uh, straight away on the um, when they come in with a priority level. So um, uh, last night, for example, I went and took photos um, of a family getting ready for a 60th birthday dinner. Mm. Um, so that was a very last minute impromptu shoot, um, which I now have to edit. So I'll have to fit in five hours of editing for that project mm. as well. Um, and yeah, so it's, it's, there's always that juggle and, um, and trying to see like which jobs need to be done first yeah. and prioritizing things. So. It's, it's definitely, definitely having that flexibility. Cause mm. I think if you're, if you were very sort of stuck in your ways or stubborn with, with process and, and routine and schedule and whatnot, um, you probably, you probably go insane because nothing is guaranteed. Nothing, nothing is structured in that sense i mean you can have some structure but in the end you've got no control over what's coming in and and, and what you do with which it which is which is why this suits me better than teaching yeah um i have no bells i have no <laughs> no scheduled um anything yeah. so uh no timetable um but whatever i set myself so um i i value flexibility um mm. and um and i think coming from a background of um a lot of childcare um, and teaching as well. Um, patience is uh, uh, something that's ingrained in me. So, mm. um, so those things don't frustrate me quite as much as what they might frustrate other people. I've yeah. got patience to wait for a client to send me the send me back some work or something. An a- advertisement that I've put out, I've got patience to wait for that to pay off. That's it. Um, so uh, if it if it was the type of thing that frustrated me. I'd be in another job. Yeah, so. absolutely. Well, I think mm. it's um, it certainly takes a certain type of person to be able to just he- mentally handle so many different variables happening on a day to day basis, mm. just constantly. Well, it, things settle down too. It's not um, it's not always crazy. Yeah. Um. So highs and lows. Um. Once my home life is um settled down and my boxes are unpacked and um the house is like set and clean and mm. i can just get to work um the jobs that come in i've have short i can do um a graphic design project in um half an hour yeah. or i can make the little changes that I need doing in five minutes um so so it might be that i have a stint of time that um, I've got all my jobs complete and I'm just waiting for everybody to get back to me um, or the next the next project to come in. Mm. Um, so I, I have long, uh, long days. I, I work seven days a week and um, in theory I work from the moment I wake up to the moment I go to sleep mm. because there's no set time. So yeah. in that, that long, long day, those long, the massive amount of waking hours that you have in a week, mm. Um, I'm not working the entire time. Yeah, of um, so I've got uh, I've got flexibility in um, stopping uh, doing a little five minutes of work here, ten minutes of work here, mm. half an hour there. Some days it might only add up to two hours of work. Some days it might add, add up to eighteen hours of work. Mm. Um, but I do definitely have a lot of time um, to to spare as well. I could do a lot more. No, that's cool. So. I think that's one of the one of the benefits of, of being self-employed is that you, you're controlling your day and, and, mm. and what you put in is what you get back. So, you know, you, you can, you can plan ahead as to what your day looks like and, and sort of manage that accordingly instead of just saying, well, I start at this time and I end at this time, or I have to be here at this particular point in time. And obviously there'll be certain jobs and the individual things that you've got to cater for, but ultimately mm. as a business, you're, 
you're creating those those boundaries for yourself. Definitely. Yeah. I, I, I cater to my clients first. Yeah. So anything that comes in that needs done, I'll do. Mm. Um, but then there's the other side of it um, that um, if I want more work, mm. um, I need to um, create things that will generate that work. So, so there's hours that are unpaid yeah. that are all about marketing and, mm. um, and creating events and um, creating opportunities for more work. Um, so the more of that time I can spend um, and the more I put into that, the more work that generates. Um, so so there, there are uh, long periods that I go where I don't get to have, spend that time um, putting more work into that um, and then I have a, a low prompt because yeah. of it. So, um, But then you also have to have a lot of time of rest and socialising and um, being Keep out there in nature and yeah, 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 doing something other than just working. Yeah, of yeah. course. Uh, so once the boxes are unpacked and you've worked out what you're going to do with uh, studio space and, and where you're going to set up and whatnot, what's, um, I don't know, what's the next 12 months look like? What's the next few years? Do you just want to sort of build what you have um, and just make sure that that's got its own momentum or do you do you have visions of, of adding extra services and elements to your business or scaling it up? What's what's the what's mm. what's the near or the long um, future look like? Oh, well, things just sort of develop. Um, but I do um, like the idea of um, doing more professional development myself. Yep. So um, with the teaching background and uh, nine years of university under my belt so mm. far, um, I, I, I'm at the point where I want to teach myself more um, and there are so many resources on the internet. So if there are things that I want to learn, they, I've got access to cool. um, the materials to be able to teach myself. So um, so I don't know what direction that will take me in, but study tends to push you in a different direction um, as you learn new things. Yeah. So um, so whatever I pick up will, will influence what I do. Um, I, I was really strong into women's photography, women's shoots um, when I first started and I haven't been doing quite as much of that as I've been servicing uh, small businesses more. Um, so the artistic um, conceptual um, portrait photography, mm. um, which gen- tends to be with women modelling, um, yep. uh, not that I wouldn't mind more men modelling. Mm. Um, that could be something that I, I revisit and try and get going again because it yep. does help my business to um, have show marketing images at least of mm. my, my skills in Photoshop and, and um, creative thinking in portraiture as well. So. Okay. So there could be a, a whole range of different avenues that you could find yourself wandering down, depending mm. on where uh, where the attentions, <laughs> where my my squirrel attention goes. <laughs> so, um, I think it will still always be under that umbrella of um, of Golf Friday. So photographer, yeah. graphic designer, um, teacher, uh, and social media. Um, PR marketing sort of stuff. So, Fantastic. so that's the the Golf Friday banner will encompass. It encompasses a yeah. lot already. So, yeah. Um, so what I do within those sort of um, sub banners, um, we'll see. It's exciting. Gives you <laughs> yeah, lots of options. Lots, lots, lots of flexibility. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, thank you very much. I'll put links up so everyone can check out what you do. And awesome. uh, if anyone's in the vicinity, they know who to who to call. Thank you very much.
Thanks, folks. If you want to reach out to Corinne and learn more about Lescargo Eve Photography and Graphic Design, I think I'm getting better at pronouncing that, you can go to thedrunksnail.com or you can go to facebook.com slash thedrunksnail. Alternatively, as always, you can go to the show notes over at selfstarter.com.au where I'll dump everything over there, plus a bunch of additional resources and links for you guys. Now, there's four key points that I'd like to highlight from this great chat with Corinne. Uh, the first one was the benefits of working in a small area. It's that big fish in a small pond mentality. I think we find sometimes in those more built up areas in metro areas that there's a lot of noise. It's hard to, it's hard to sort of get your head above the water and get people to see what you're doing and get, get people's attention. Whereas in a smaller area, you're going to get noticed a lot better. So there are some great advantages of working in a small area. There are of course, plenty of challenges, but that's one positive there to, from a glass half full perspective, it's, it's very, very cool. And the second thing, which was really interesting was Corinne making the decision to let her teaching license slide, um, removing that safety blanket and understanding that when work starts to dry up and things get sort of uh, quiet, that she's forced to get creative, forced to work harder, forced to think outside the box instead of going back to the safety blanket of her teaching and earning money that way and not actually putting the focus into her business. She removed that safety net and focused on really pushing herself more and more to improve her business when things got tough. So I thought that was really, really cool and a great tactic to, to, to use, which has no doubt provided benefit for, for Corinne. And the third thing was her deep community connections. Community is going to be this repetitive thing that continues on with every single episode of the self-starter podcast, her connections with growing up in that area, the leverage that she's built from growing up there, providing multiple skills for all the local businesses in that area, and just trying to help people as much as possible. That's another thing that I, that I'm seeing quite a bit is that people are helping others. And as a result, you're getting the support from others in the local area. It's about working together. We're not all doing our own thing on our own. We're doing this together all providing our own different things, but ultimately we all want to be there to support each other. And, and Corinne's really making a focus of doing that. Um, and the last thing, which was really important as well, and this is, this has been touched on in a previous episode, but really preparing for the downtimes, not so much the worst case scenario, but in regional areas, especially in the coastal regions, you've got your peak holiday seasons. And so a lot of people make a lot of money in that period of time, but in the colder months where a lot of people aren't venturing to the coast, uh, things get really quiet you know, business dries up a bit. And for Corinne, it's understanding where the peaks and the troughs are and preparing for those quieter times and really sort of being strategic with what she does and what she provides at different periods of time throughout the year. And that gives her the comfort and the peace of mind of understanding that she's not going to be left high and dry in those colder months where there's not a lot of business and a lot of, not a lot of people in the area that she can still generate income and generate business for herself, but also taking complete advantage of when it's a peak season as well. So I think that's just the foresight and the, and the awareness of the local area and how it dictates and moves, um, has been obviously very valuable for Corinne. So everything else will be over at selfstarter.com.au. Please go over there, check it out. I'll have a bunch of stuff over there. These podcasts are coming out once a fortnight for the time being. So please enjoy them. If you haven't listened to the previous ones, go back and check them out. Um, in the meantime, I'll have a bunch of blog posts and other resources and links for you guys to check out over at selfstarter.com.au. So please go over there. But until two weeks time, take care, keep reading, and I look forward to talking to you guys soon. Bye-bye.